Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. But let's talk about military developments, because since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Canada has made the decision to purchase the F-35 fighter jets, the F-35A Lightning. Eighty-eight of them are going to be bought. So what are its capabilities? Is it adaptive as a fighter? And is it a good long-term investment in national security, also carrying out its NATO obligations or Canada's NATO obligations? Also, let's go back and find out what the MiG-29 would have been like had uh, Ukraine received a number of them from Poland and the Baltic states. Taz Jorder is a 32-year U.S. Air Force veteran with experience with fighters and bombers and tankers. And uh, he's from CombatAircraft.com. Taz, thank you very much for joining us. Where, where does the F-35 rank? What kind of a uh, what kind of a strike aircraft is it? How good is it? Good afternoon, uh, Roy. Um, it's uh, it's good to be on the show. Uh, the F-35. Well, let's uh, compare it to some of the other fighters. Number one, the way we fight wars have changed considerably. Um, if you compare it to some of the other fighters around the world that Canada can, can buy at the moment, the cost, per se, is pretty much the same. Let's say you take a look at the, British, uh, the Swedish Gripen. That's $85 million per aircraft. The Dassault uh, Raphael from France, $115 million per unit. The F-35 is about anywhere between 78 and $84 million per unit. So it's pretty comparable to a lot of other aircraft um, that's in the market. The Edget has over most of the other aircraft that's within that price range is the stealth capability. And not only um, the stealth capability, but this fighter has been designed so it can grow in the future. Just like you said, uh, it's a future investment for Canada. The CF-18 has been in Canadian service for over 20 years now. And, again, that's the goal in coming up with this decision for the F-35. The fighter has been designed, designed so you can incorporate other technologies, some of which has not been even developed into the fighter for future missions. Okay, so is it adaptable to different scenarios? Because this is a huge country. We have uh, Arctic waters, we have Pacific and Atlantic coasts, and we have NORAD responsibilities over the skies of North America. Is the F-35 capable and adaptive to take on different roles? So F-35, it's, it's pretty much the whole thing's computerized. So you can switch between these roles. For example, air superior, superiority. Some of the other missions it can adapt to is strike missions, electronic warfare and intelligence gathering, surveillance and uh, reconnaissance capability, capabilities. So it has all these capabilities that it can tie into this aircraft easily. Okay. And it works very well, obviously, with Allied aircraft because they have to be able to communicate with each other. And that's one of the problems with the CF-18. It's no longer capable of working alongside uh, other NATO, many of the NATO air forces, because it can't. It just can't communicate with them properly anymore. Its time has come well, and gone. Most of NATO NATO countries are switching to uh, to the F thirty five, and one of its biggest um, one of its biggest um, I guess uh, uh, 
acid is the interoperability with friendly aircraft. So if you have another F-35 or an F-16 from a different country, it's no problem communicating between the jets anymore. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 